one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're excited on this latest edition of the Rise of Lacrosse podcast to welcome RJ Kaminsky. RJ, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about you and tell us your story. Well, first off, I, I really appreciate you having me. Now that uh, we're in the offseason and the uh, and the swing of getting things going for 2020, uh, it, it's great to hop on and, and chat with folks like, folks like yourself and what we have uh, coming up in the in the off season and uh, coming up in the pipeline for 2020. So I just want to start off with uh, with thanking you for having me on. Absolutely. When it comes to the story of getting here, uh, pretty simple. I, I wanted to I wanted to get into broadcast and television, and I was told when I was about a junior in high school that I needed to learn how to write before I could do that. So I, I went to Maryland and I and I majored in broadcast journalism. So that was a good chance for me to sharpen my on-camera skills as well as my writing skills. Um, so I was able to, to take up that advice and, and do just that, um, the advice I got back in high school. So I graduated Maryland, and I actually had an opportunity to get, uh, to get into a position where I can work my personality into my on-camera work. Um, instead of just being a field reporter and holding a stick mic um, and <laughs> delivering the facts, I got an opportunity to go to the Lacrosse Network, a media company based out of Manhattan, and shoot a weekly YouTube show and run yep. social media for the biggest lacrosse media outlet that existed um, as far as followership goes uh, across all platforms. So I did that, um, made a lot of friends along the way and a lot of connections in, at the pro level, um, as well as other kids attending other colleges and creating media around the game. Uh, it was a great time for me, the, the year and a half stint I spent there and in New York City. And uh, I heard rumblings of uh, some friends of mine that were getting involved in the Premier Lacrosse League, specifically uh, my colleague Tyler Steinhardt and Brett Roberts, who I work really closely with now in the PLL. Um, they came to me, uh, the, the, the league approached me about joining and fulfilling a similar role uh, that I had at TLN in creating weekly, weekly programming, uh, working on our social team, and of course, just getting the opportunity to travel around the country and be a personality for this uh, for this league in its first year. And I couldn't say no. Uh, so <laughs> first year was a great success. And now we're sitting here working on making year two an even bigger success. And I'm sitting here talking to you now. No, oh, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations to you and everybody else involved in the PLL. It's been a phenomenal product. And for those of us who have watched games or just been on the field, seeing the the type of athlete and just in what's produced from them and the teams it's it's phenomenal it's so fun to watch thanks i i really appreciate that it all starts with the players and then once once they go out there and do their thing uh it makes it really easy for us as a media team to uh you know to to get going on on what transpired out in the field because whether it's fireworks uh, between the benches or whether it's uh, whether it's an on-field behind-the-back pass between uh, Josh Byrne and Connor Fields that makes SportsCenter or Paul Rabels around the world uh, during oh, yeah. the All-Star game. They, they do the easy, uh, the easy work for us, and then we just get it out there. Uh, that's crazy. What's one thing that you learned or experienced or saw kind of behind the scenes that the rest of the viewers maybe didn't see that would be kind of an interesting tidbit to share? Oh, really easy answer here. We have this media row. Uh, that sits on the sideline physically during the games. Uh, they receive the memory cards once a play happens. So uh, Miles Jones makes this incredible play. We want to get it up there in less than, you know, 10 minutes after you saw it on TV. So we have wow. a card runner go uh, from our shooter on the field, whether it's George Karski or Josh Rotman, uh, or maybe something Brett Roberts captured on the sideline, or Kiwi, who I know you've had on the pod before. He rushes yep. it over to this media row 
um, full of uh, a, a team of incredibly talented individuals. Michael Siegel, our head of production, Emma Adams, Lisa Redman, Nick Bailey, and Katie DeFeo. Uh, they, they hold it down on the sidelines and they bust those edits out real time so that everyone that sees that play transpire on the TV can check out the incredible angles that we got of it on the field. Uh, so that's quite simply one of the one of the real behind the scenes moments that I really didn't get to show this year on the vlog. I know I showed them a little bit in Baltimore, but they're the ones that uh, are responsible for that those incredible plays hitting your Instagram feed uh, just a few moments after they happen. Uh, that's that that is awesome. That's very impactful. It sounds like a great team of people that are just. Uh willing to go the extra mile to make that stuff happen almost in real time, which is impressive. It really is, man. And it, uh, it, it makes, in my opinion, it really makes the, the folks at home feel really Connected. invested in the game. What's happening yeah. because there's no angle that they're going to miss. And if they feel like they, uh, if they didn't attend the game or they feel like they didn't see enough inside the huddles or um, trash talk between teammates, they know that we have a mic'd up <laughs> episode coming that next week from uh, shot noted by our uh, a member of our media team and Brett Roberts, who's actually been with PLL since, since day one, um, well before the launch. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's great. It's great to be a part of a team that brings the most access uh, out of every other professional sports league that exists in the ecosystem. Oh, it's so true. It's awesome. If you had to hire three of the PLL players to be part of your social media team and everything that you're doing, creating content, who would the, who would they be and why? Wow. Incredible question. Um, First off, right off the bat, Trevor Baptiste. He actually no has referred to himself as an, as a as a uh, as a member of the media team. Uh, I tell him he's an honorary member of the media team. Uh, uh, besides Trevor, I I think uh, I think someone that has to be on the team is Matt Rambo. He's an incredible mix of someone that game after game puts on the show on the field and then just gives you gold on the sideline and after. Mm. Um, after the final whistle blows. So uh, whether it's Matt Rambo inviting me into his house uh, during, uh, you know, for the championship game or just giving me uh, incredible sound bites mid game, uh, he's got to be on the team. And then thirdly, um, I have to, I think I have to say, get, throw another face off specialist in there and give it to the milkman Thor Connor Farrell. Uh, nice. He, he's he, talk about someone that has burst onto the scene and become uh, quite the household name in their first year of professional lacrosse. He's someone who has, from top to bottom, uh, burst onto the scene through, through burst on the scenes through solely his hard work. One on the field, uh, the time he spends with fans, and then the time he spends engaging with fans through social media. Um, if you have been to a PLL game, you will see every single weekend that there's one person on the field that's there. Uh, still signing autographs when the ushers are kicking the last couple of hands out of the stadium, and it's Connor Farrell every single time. And it's season, uh, and it's only his first year. So he's absolutely on the media team. Uh, Trevor Baptiste, Matt Rambo, and Connor Farrell. I'm taking all three of those guys. There you go. I like the trifecta. That's a great. Yep. That's a great squad right there. You bet. So. You've got a fair. Let me. You've got a fairly diverse audience of folks that are following the PLL, but I would assume that you've got a very young audience. A lot of kids that are mm -hmm. invested in the game of lacrosse. What advice would you give them if they had interest and desire to continue to get the skill and athleticism necessary to play 
in college, whether it's D1, D3 club, and then ultimately to get into the professional league. What are some things that they should focus on that you've seen these professionals do that's different than any? I think one thing they should focus on um, that I think is, uh, is now is now becoming easier and easier for kids to see is that becoming a, a full-time pro lacrosse player is, is now a thing. Um, and it's going to become a thing for more and more of our players uh, really as, as, as the days and months go past, go past as more, as more, uh, as more non-endemics get involved in the sport and start spending uh, just, just for example, like the, the brands that get got involved uh, toward the tail end of the season, like icebreakers in particular, a brand that's never spent in pro lacrosse, uh, more and more money is coming into the sport, which is, which is allowing these players to, uh, to have increased wages, have to, uh, to have alternate streams of income. Uh, and they're able to be full time and run camps and clinics year round and just play the field game uh, as their sole profession. Mm. So I think uh, my advice would be to keep your eye on a couple of your favorite players, perhaps ones that just recently went full time. And you don't, you no longer have to tell yourself that it's a dream. It's now an opportunity to be able to play the game that you love full time as a professional. And that hasn't been much of a thing up till, up till now. It, it really hasn't uh, been much of a thing. And now there's, there's multiple guys that I know that are here moving out to LA uh, and becoming full-time professional lacrosse players and it's really exciting uh from the league from the league side of things and especially since i have a lot of personal relationships with these players um but it's really really exciting to see these guys be able to do the number one thing they love full-time it's great man so 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 that would be my advice that 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 would be my advice there that is awesome but and it's so true it's opening doors for a lot of people and i've had a few of the w wpll players on the podcast as well and they've turned lacrosse into a career and it's great it's uh, it's no longer, like you said, just a dream. It's becoming a reality and a, and a real opportunity for those that put in the hard work necessary to get them to that level. So final question for you. We know the team in the, on the, yeah. If you had your magic wand, what would you name it? I got a, I got a few top names. All right. Let's I'll hear it. I like the Hellbenders lacrosse club. I'm a fan of, though it's, it's not going in my top three here, I am a fan of the Fire Salamanders. I just think it's too many syllables. Um, I also love that, that, uh, that it was come up with on the, uh, the Pardon My Take podcast. A lot of, uh, they're a pretty large built-in audience there that would, that would exist for that 17. Um, but my second one uh, probably will go with, hmm, I'm probably going to go with – I like Phenom. I like Phenom and Grit. Uh, you mm. know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Grit in as my second team. Mm. Uh, and then thirdly, I'm going, to, I'm going to throw Waves Lacrosse Club in there. Wave or Waves Lacrosse Club. I think that gives us uh, uh, a nice opportunity to incorporate perhaps a fun animal as the mascot there. Uh, True. Could, could be a dog. I, I I've kind of really been high on the whole turf dog, wave dogs uh, <laughs> type, type deals because uh, you get to create some pretty incredible merch around a dog, especially if he's on a skateboard. 
There I you go. Surfboard. I dig Sorry. it. It's so surfboard. true. A surfboard. Yep. That's awesome. Well, listen, I know you're super busy. Uh, we, we totally appreciate you spending a couple minutes with us. I think some of the things that you shared phenomenal. Uh, again, we, we love the product. Uh, we love what you're doing. Uh, just really opening, you know, the can of popularity with lacrosse and, and giving uh, kind of behind the scenes and, and, you know, from a vantage point of the players, it's so cool to see. So excited to, to see what the PLL brings next year, but uh, so far so good. The foundation is phenomenal and, and to build on top of that's just going to be super fun to watch. Awesome. You know, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I'm lucky to be working around incredibly talented people that are helping push the game forward and folks like yourself that, that cover those pros on the field and those around the game. Uh, it's all about creating more media in the sport and no media has ever been created. Uh, this, this amount of media hasn't been created around the sport uh, since its existence. So I'm excited to be on the front lines of that team doing just that. That's awesome. Well, RJ, on behalf of Rise of the Cross, we appreciate your time. We will continue to track and watch you and, and wish you continued success in everything you're doing. It's awesome. And again, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Really appreciate the kind words, and I'd, uh, I'd love to be back. And I'm, I'm excited for you all to see what we're, uh, what we're working on for 2020. Right on. We'll have you back for sure. Thank you much. Sounds great, man. All right. Thanks, RJ. Bye-bye.